0: Hi, I'm Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. everybody, and welcome to another episode of My Ed Tech Life. Thank you so much, as always, for making My Ed Tech Life what it is today. And yes, I know it is Monday. It's very unusual for us to be here on a Monday. But as you know, myself, as soon as I can find an opportunity to find an amazing guest, I am very flexible and willing to work with schedules because today's guest, definitely excited that I had the opportunity to meet him last week. And now he is here as a guest today, this evening. But before we get into that, guys, again, as always, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on all socials. And, of course, visit our website at myedtech.life where you can catch this episode and all the other amazing episodes that you can listen to for your learning pleasure. But without further ado, I am excited today to welcome our guest, Ernesto Villarreal, who is joining us from the College First program here in the Rio Grande Valley. So we will be talking about the College First program in just a second. But Ernesto, how are you doing this evening?
1: Good, Alfonso. Thank you so much for the invitation to be in your podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Like I mentioned earlier, I was really excited. Last week, our district, or the district that I work for, we went there to the SEED office, their admission, and I ran into you there in your office. And of course, I've known of you and your program for a while and graduated from the same university around the same time and everything. So it was really exciting to catch up with you. And then again, just the opportunity to have you on here to talk about the amazing work that you're doing here in the real Grandy Valley. So that really excites me to really share with the world, the talent that we have here in the Rio Grande Valley and the amazing things that are happening here for our students as well. So Ernesto, before we get started with College First, can you introduce yourself and give us a little brief background
1: on, on you and how you came up with this program? Sure, thank you so much first of all for the invitation. It has been a, a quite a, an exciting journey from where I started to where we are right now I grew up in in Mexico, right, across the border in Reynosa. Uh, So my parents decided to bring us to this side of the border, to the U.S., when I was a teenager, right? And it was shocking, right, as a teenager just to see the difference in education from Reynosa, from Mexico, over here. The first thing I noticed is the air conditioning, right? Over here, all the classrooms had air conditioning. Over there in Mexico, we had a fan and the heat is the same in both sides of the border, right? So uh, when I noticed here all the opportunities, and that's the reason why our parents brought us here, the dream of my mom was for us to be bilingual, to speak English, right? And she was looking for a better opportunity for me and my brothers. I have two, three brothers, so I'm the oldest. And it was just amazing. First of all, the facilities, all the extracurricular activities, they provide lunch, right, for you here, transportation. So a lot of things that are a lot of our kids take for granted, kids that are coming from other parts of the world or maybe just across the border, right, in Mexico, you don't have those things, right? So so we really, we merely knew that, that we were in the land of opportunity and we wanted to take advantage of all those educational opportunities that were offered to us, right? So. So, I grew up over there in Mexico, came here, as I mentioned, when I was a teenager. My family always stressed the importance of education since we were young. And, and that my, my dad was a few words. So, I, he said, Hey, I want for you to finish, of course, high school, go to college. And my mom was the one that was following up with us in terms of homework and making sure that we go to school and all that. Right. So, I graduated from high school. I graduated from Sheridan High School and then went to UTRGV. And then from there, um, we decided that we wanted to pursue a career in computer information systems and switched to another career right in the middle of my junior year. And eventually completed a degree in marketing, right? In business administration marketing. So based on that experience that I had coming from, from Mexico and experiencing education here, and then wasting almost a, a year in college because I had to switch to another major. That's what uh, inspired me in a way to start off a program like so College First, right? And it, it was right after completing college, right? And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But the, that, that is the main reason. And just in a nutshell, that's how we got started with the program. Graduated from college, did an internship with the university, I noticed that when I did this internship, I noticed that there was a lot of students, right, that they needed in the STEM fields, right, here across the U.S. and work with different companies. And I can get into detail later about that. Um, and then worked for a nonprofit organization. And eventually I, we founded the College First Program in partnership with different school districts here in the Bay.
0: And that's such a wonderful story because growing up here... Same thing, very similar situation, except I was born here, but parents coming over and just the overall, the mission for my parents and that dream is always just, hey, finish high school and I don't want you to work as hard as I have to work hard, as I have to work, go to the university. And incidentally, you and I were both classmates, For a couple of classes there, because we graduated with a bachelor's in marketing and business administration there at UTPA at the time. So the connection is there from such a while ago. And then now to see what you've been doing and also the work that you were doing through the university to help you now, I guess, just learn all those skills because essentially it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start this program, right? You mentioned something that I do want to highlight that you the formation of this program and how it came about was because you saw that there was a need for students to be in, involved in stem fields. So tell us a little bit about that now as we're going into the how you formed college first. Where did that attention to detail as far as that need? When did that when did you notice that and when did you say hey, here's an opportunity to do something?
1: All right yeah so the first person that i noticed that had a need it was myself right when i grew up in mexico my parents always they were of course attentive of our education right they were they they expected good grades and everything right and something that that i had in particular right is that one christmas my parents they gave us i mean they gave me as a gift i don't know if you remember but it was called constructs it, it was made by Fisher-Price, right? It's kind of like a Lego, but, you know, a lot better, in my opinion, right? And this constructs, um, there were pieces that you can put together. It came with a motor, with lights, and you can power it and everything, right? So my parents will take me somewhere, and I will come back and build that, right? Let's say we will take me to a carnival. I will come back and build the Ferris wheel. Or well, they will take me, I well, growing up, I watch different shows, right? I love airplanes, helicopters, and I will build these helicopters and planes and the cockpits and all that. But I didn't know that was called engineer, right? I didn't know that that was called engineering careers, right? So it was interesting that uh, throughout my education and when you go to high school, there's a lot of things that you focus on, right? But one of the things that you don't focus on, well, the majority of the students, I'm not saying that everybody, right? But back then... majority of the students they don't focus on their future right we have a lot of our classmates from high school that they end up not going to college right or they didn't pursue any career they kind of went in a direction that took them wherever the wind was taking them right we didn't take time to say okay let's go ahead and plan where we are going to go for college right because this is the career that i want to pursue right and that is really interesting because that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life right you're working live you're going to be dedicated to a career, to be a productive citizen for your community, right? And you worry about other things. And at that time, maybe those things are priorities for you, right? For example, I love basketball. I love sports. I was an athlete. And I concentrated so much on that. And perhaps when I was maybe younger, you have aspirations to become professional. And say, oh, uh, you watch at that time, we're gonna date ourselves, right? But you know, Michael Jordan and the Bulls, right? And you say, you want to play one day like like Michael Jordan, right? I want to be in the NBA, right? I want to be in the NFL or in the Major League Baseball, right? And you concentrate so much on that, right? That you set to the side plans in case you don't become professional, right? Because most kids won't become professionals. And that's just the reality, right? So so I never took time to, to plan for college. Uh, I never took time to plan for a future career. And really take some time to understand what careers I was going to be passionate about, right? So so that's the reason why I first identified the need in myself, right? And then I saw when I work in this internship that I was telling you, Alfonso, uh, at the university, I work at the External Affairs Department for UTPA, back then now it's UTRGB. And we hosted an event that was called Hestec. Hispanic Engineering in Science and Technology Week. <clears throat> Many of, of your audience, your educators, they remember that event because they went as teachers or they might gone as students, right? And in this event, it was a big event, right? So I noticed there that our country needed more people to pursue careers in engineering. And I said to myself, why did I not pursue a career in engineering, right? I was passionate about helicopters, about airplanes. I was passionate about building cockpits, building airplanes. And I see some of my friends pursuing that degree and going and work in different companies like Lockie Martin and Boeing and NASA. And I'm here saying to myself, why did I choose this career? Right, I couldn't. That was my dream job, right there. Right, and I said, there's a lot of students going through what I went through, right? And that's the reason why I decided to pursue a career in inspiring students to plan for future college and career success. And so that's to answer your question there. Yeah, no, but
0: that's such a great answer. And what you're saying is, oftentimes it's like, okay, the end goal is go to college. and as long as you finish, because your parents, and that's what they want for us. But sometimes it's like, we just still don't have enough time to, like you said, decide what it is that, that you want to do. Like, for example, you went into business and now you're working in education, very similar to myself, where I went into business and then now 16 years now, and I'm still in education. And I would have never thought that I would have been in education because mm-hmm. the goal was business and, of course, yeah. make money and have a career. but you know, that that life moment, You there's a fork in the road. I landed in education and it has been so good to me and I've absolutely loved it and still been able to use the marketing skills that I've had, that I learned to apply here in my current job and while I was in the classroom and such as yourself, learning those business skills, but now tying that you learned with your passion, which was engineering. And what I love that you said was what you're doing through this program is giving other students the opportunity, the chance to try this out so that they can say, hey, you know what, maybe this is my passion and this is the career that I want to follow so they can go through that and not have to maybe go like you and I did where we went one way, but we really meant to go another way. But I love that. And so tell us a little bit more. About that program now. So now mm-hmm. you've got the idea, you know that there is a need for it. So then what was your, what was that defining moment when you said, okay, here we go. College first.
1: This is what we're going to do. And this is what we're about right i saw the impact of this event that i was telling you about Aztec how they had engineers they would do sessions and i will really enjoy those sessions we will get the car designers and we will get people that work in nasa and then the mars rovers and astronauts and one time students communicated with the international space station asking questions of the astronauts and then boeing will come and talk about the 787 the dreamliner and all that right so so i said if a student in high school knows all these opportunities right they can come to utpa or utrgb right pursue an engineering degree and these companies are going to hire them right and relocate them to different parts of the country to be able to work on the future airliner right so i said that's amazing right and i think i couldn't just give credit to myself about this program that we're doing college first because it wouldn't be possible without the mentorship and support from all these people that have come, that that have coming in 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 the way, right? As we develop different type of experiences that eventually form the College First program, I had great mentors. That is one of the reasons why I decided to also pursue a master's degree, right? Because they never dream or had in had a, had in mind to pursue a master's degree. But when I work at the university and I saw that everybody had a master's degree, I said, I need to get one too, right? So I decided to get a a master's in business administration. But, you know, it's these people that push you to the next level, right? The mentors that you have on your way, visionary people, right? I can mention many of them that have helped me developing one way and another. So I work at the university as an intern, right? As an intern, when I was a junior. And I think that shaped the way my career was going to be in the future, right? And so I, I saw this event, the benefits of this event, there was a day, a educator day right that was monday then tuesday student leadership day so then latinas day the girls also being impacted with their mothers and all that so it was and then thursday they were doing like student competitions and then friday career day so all these college students will come and give their resumes and try to get an interview and get of course employed by all these companies that were there at the university so i said i think Preparation is key, right? And bringing awareness on this preparation is critical for the students to know that these opportunities exist. That if you plan for what career you wanna do in the future, if you are passionate about a career, right? You find something that you're passionate about, you can find the best university for you, right? It could be here, Georgia V, could be you know, UT Austin, Texas A&M, or maybe it will be a MIT or Stanford University, You never know, right? You can go anywhere. That's another thing. I didn't know that I could go to other universities, right? That's something that it was not not presented to me, right? So that is the reason why we exist. We exist in terms of the college first program. We exist to to be able to promote the importance of a post-secondary education. That's the first thing, right? And then number two, it is to bring different career opportunities for the students so they can know that there's many options because the students can only aspire to become what they know. They cannot aspire to become something that they don't know. And number three is also knowing the success skills that you're going to need to succeed in college, career, and life. So those are the three main components of our program. And we couldn't do this program without the partnership with school districts. The leaders, visionary leaders that we work with in school districts, also in educational service centers, and also in post-secondary institutions, right? They give us the opportunity to partner up with them and then carry out our joint mission of preparing their kids for college, career, and life success.
0: That's great. And it's so, like, I don't want to say it's so simple, but I truly believe, like, what you just said, your three main points, your pillars that you're doing, I think that's something that is so important and maybe oftentimes overlooked. And Myself included, like being in the classroom, it was about giving the students the experience that they had, not only learning the content, but how to really tie it in to everything else outside the four walls of our classroom. And so I love there that you mentioned the college, the experience that they have as far as maybe hands on approach and then leading them into post secondary education, something that's very important there. So, now talk to us a little bit about the program itself as far as what the offerings are. So, let's say that a school district or you're going to partner up with a school district, what does College First offer that school district as far as your program?
1: All right. So, we have the program divided into different camps, right? So, the camps are based also on different interests. And we don't necessarily call it a STEM curriculum, we call it a STEAM curriculum, right? Because we also mm-hmm. incorporate the arts as well. So our camps, they go from, from space exploration, colonizing Mars, to environmental engineering, architecture and construction, CSI forensic science, health professions, animal biology. So there's different topics, but all those topics, we connect them with local industry needs. And that is something that we believe that we got to promote careers that are fast-growing careers, very well-paying jobs, right? And they're they connected. We have a high school, college, and career connection in after every activity. So the students know what's next, right? We are very blessed to have in our school districts great leaders that have access to a lot of resources, and they have brought those resources into the school districts, which include early college high schools, academies, great CT programs with industry-based certifications. So there's a lot of resources in the school districts already, right? So our goal is for students first to find something that they're passionate about and then say, go and experience it right now. Right, middle school, in high school, go and take the class. It's okay if you don't like it because at least you already know that's not for you, right? So that's what we want. We don't want for the kids to start experiencing their careers in college because that's when it's very expensive, right? Because if you start exploring what career you like in, in college and you pick a major and then you switch to another major, you're gonna, you're gonna take classes that you're not gonna need from one major to the other. And that's when you waste a lot of money, right? On books, on transportation, on classes, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's what happened to me. And when I ask around and ask other educators, administrators, or people in the industry, they say the same thing, right? It happened to me as well. I, I had to change careers, right? I chose this major and then changed to another major, right? So I think the need, Alfonso, is there. Right. Is there because a lot of our kids, as I mentioned, they don't plan. They don't plan for the future. Not because they're bad students, not because the teachers are not doing their job. The teachers I, I we admire the teachers. They have so much on their plate already. And there's so many things going on in, in schools. Right. So, so we are we exist to complement the work of the teacher in the classroom. That's why we exist. Right. We also like to tell the students, hey. You you remember your math, your English, your social study class, your science class. Those are really important for your future, right? So we want to try it also to bridge what's going on in the classroom with their future college and career plans, right? So a student won't say, I want to be an engineer, but I don't like mathematics. I hate mathematics, but I just want to be an engineer. Or I want to be a nurse, but I'm failing my science class because I don't pay attention. I don't like it right? So we don't want for those disconnections to exist. So that's something also that we promote the camps. So going back to your question, right, about the camps, I already mentioned some of the topics that we cover. And in, in every of the in every single camp, we cover what we call the life success skills. So that's something that we start off with, that we do an activity as well. So when we talk to industry partners as well, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for candidates, right? That not only have the credentials, the academic credentials, but also they have life success skills, your communication skills, your also collaboration. They need to be able to work as a team, your critical thinking, right? And a lot of the times also your creativity, they need creativity as well, because they're going to be in charge of producing new products, new services, right? So, Along with that, of course, they got to be committed. They have to also take the courage to to take action, to be disciplined, right? They need to know that they're capable also of achieving anything that they want in life. And of course, we want for them to be confident, right? So those are the life success skills. Then we go into an industry overview. uh, where We talk about, depending what camp we're going to be doing, we talk about the industry, what's going on in the planet, what's going on in that industry. Then we get to do different activities. So each of those camps lasts for a day. So a lot of the school districts they partnered up with us and they do different camps, right? Different camps and the students get to experience different career pathways. And of course, as I mentioned, we connect those camps with existing resources at the school districts.
0: And that's great that you mentioned all of that. And I love the way that you your program lays all those things out because it also just sparks that curiosity in the students because like you said maybe they find something here that they didn't even know that they had a love for or maybe they just never made those connections because I, oftentimes i think is there's not enough exposure to this and especially with STEM and even in some of the classes that I've had in during my program talking a little bit about research, it's the representation. Many of our students, I truly believe it, and like you said, it's not that they're bad students. It's not that we have bad teachers because we don't. We have great students, we have great teachers, but there isn't that exposure to say, hey, you know what, let's connect with Hispanic astronaut or let's connect with scientist or a doctor that the students can say, hey, like we, we look alike, we speak the same language and making those connections. And I think that's something that is very important. And I love the fact that you built that partnership with industry locally here and making those connections and having students be able to see that the skills that they're learning in the classroom, how those are easily translatable into this industry and that's one of the key things that I love that you mentioned there. So have you seen through, through your years in the program now, it, it, those surprise aha moments where the students are like, oh, like, I didn't know I could do this. And I'm sure you do. And for myself, those aha moments are like priceless as an educator. But just tell us a little bit about those. What does that feel like when you get to see those little aha moments for you?
1: Yes. No, of course it feels great. It feels great to be able to make an impact in the trajectory of a student, right? Now we get sometimes students saying, I knew that college was important because my teachers talk about it. My principal talk about it or my parents talk about it, but it's not until I spoke to you guys, right? And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the team that we have, right? Because our instructors, right? they most of them are are here from the Rio Grande Valley, right, and they're college students, and they also struggle, and then they're role models. In my opinion, they're role models of our community, right? So, they play a really big role, which is the mentorship, right? Uh, and that is what uh, what we call. That's the reason why we called College First Camp. The camp stands for College First Career Awareness and Mentorship Program, right? So the mentorship is super, super important Uh, because those kids, you can see them in their eyes that they want to be like the instructors. They want to be college students, right? So when they share their story, right, they said, I want to be just like you, right? And when we participate on, on different camps, right, when we have this, I get to sometimes participate a little bit, right? But our instructors, the ones that are facilitating the camp, of course, they are the ones that are presenting information and, and the kids. When we finish the camp, we interview them, right? We interview some of those kids that want to be interviewed, right? So we can capture the testimonials and see what they thought about the program. Because that's something that we also take very seriously. We want to improve the program. It's not like we have the answer to everything. And sometimes we could do we can learn from a student and say, you know what? I didn't like that activity, right? So we try to change it, we try to improve it, right? So in order for us to do that, we implement surveys and we also do students' testimonies. And sometimes in this, these testimonials, the students mention, right? Hey, I never thought about becoming an engineer. I never thought about becoming a doctor. But now after this camp, I want to be an architect. I want to be a FI officer. Whatever they decide to be because of this interaction that they had at the camp. So it doesn't mean that these students won't be pursuing that career, but at least they're going to be researching about that career and they're going to find out whether that's for them or not. And if it's not, that's okay. They're going to look for another career, right? And they're going to find the one that they're going to be passionate about. That's the message that we always send, Alfonso, is like, it doesn't matter if you pursue a career of the ones that we're presenting here, as long as you start right now researching and planning for your future career, so you know what college you're going to pick, right? And that's the first step finding out the career that you're passionate about so you can find the different options that you have in what college to enroll.
0: There you go. That's wonderful. And I love that. Just right now, like I'm really happy that there are programs like yours that really exist. And because again, oftentimes the students don't have that exposure and hear that mentorship where they get to see, because it's one thing that they hear it from us as adults saying like, yes, you can do this. But when they hear it from somebody that's a little bit closer in their age range, they're like, oh, okay, yes, I can, even though you say the exact same thing. But because, like you said, those mentors that they have are going through it right now, and they're sharing their experiences and making those connections. And I think that's so valuable as we see now the power of connections that you have there, which brings me to another question as far as connecting. I'm a firm believer the learning community is not only teachers and students and administrators, but the learning community also includes the family. So it, do you, as far as part of your program, do you do any kind of community outreach also with the parents? And if you do, what kind of activities do you all do with parents as well to help them be informed as well of what you're
1: doing? Right. We firmly believe firm that, um, you know, parents are essential in the college Uh, preparation process, transition process. So that is actually one of our pillars of our program as well, family engagement, because we believe that schools right now, they are constantly telling kids, you got to go to college, right? If you walk into any high school, you're going to see college banners, go to college, there's counselors, there's goal centers, there's different programs out there like Gear Up and many wonderful programs, the Trio programs, Upward Bound, Talent Search. There's a lot of resources for kids, right? So the student knows that college is important, right? But if if we only send the message through one side, right? And on the other side where the parents, the family are, they don't send the same message, Well, the school is sending one message, right? It goes through one ear and goes out through the other. But if the school is sending that message and then parents are sending that message, that's when the message stays in their head and say, you know what, I gotta go to college because my parents are expecting for me to go, right? And that's something that we also hear a lot in the testimonies from students. We ask them why you wanna be successful, right? And a lot of the times, students say, I want to be successful because I want to make my parents proud, right? And there's a lot of emotional testimonials about that from students. Some students mention how their parents work two jobs, right? And then they hardly see them and they want, they want to make sure that they go to college, they get a career. So their parents don't have to work as much, right? Because they hardly, as I mentioned, they hardly see them at home, right? So many of our parents, they don't give that message to the students, how important for them is to go to college, because they don't know that they have to give that message, right? They want the best for their kids, but they don't know the college preparation or transition process because they didn't go through it, Right. They maybe didn't have the opportunity to go through it. Maybe they're coming from another country where, you know, the access to education is not as, you know, easy as it is here in the U.S. In the U.S., if you are considered low socioeconomic and your parents didn't go to college, you get financial aid, you get a lot of resources so you can go to college, right? Scholarships and et cetera, right? they don't have those opportunities in other countries. So parents don't know about all those things that exist here. So we do family engagement sessions. We talk to parents about the importance of a post-secondary education. We also talk to them about what exactly is college readiness, right? A lot of parents, they don't know what college readiness is, right? So we take them through the four layers of college readiness based on research studies that have been conducted. And then at the end, we also allow them to participate in an activity where they say how they're going to contribute in the college preparation process of their children right so how after they know all the what it takes to be college ready what are they doing at home and what did they learn at that family engagement session that they're going to be doing at home right to prepare their kids for college and career success so that's what we do this session is about an hour an hour and 15 minutes We know parents are busy, right? Not only working, but also taking care of their kids, right? And a lot of them have to cook dinner. They have to, they have a lot of chores to do at home. So we try to concise the most important information about college and career success into one hour, right? So they can know the basics of what is needed to prepare their kids for college and career success. And this is something that we do in kind. In other words, we do it free as a contribution to the communities that we serve, so we—that's the way of us giving back to the community. And yes, I feel very proud about the work that we do with parents, because a lot of the parents they come back to us later and say, "Because I went to your session, right, a couple of years ago, my daughter was able to get a scholarship. It was she was able to get accepted, Rice University or Duke University, right? Because we say we tell them this is not easy, right? It's not easy. However, if you continue to work on this, right, in, in preparing your kids for college and knowing the importance of the ACT and SAT, knowing what is the difference between dual enrollment and concurrent enrollment and APT, AP courses. If you, there's financial aid, there's scholarships. If you know all that, right, and you prepare your son and your daughter for this process, they're going to be successful. There's a lot of resources in the school districts that you can access. So once we give that message, a lot of the parents they began to work in collaboration with the administrators, right? And the counselors and because the, there's the counselors and there's the college counselors, right? At the high schools, right? So they start getting in communication with them. Now they start participating in family engagement sessions, right? That you guys host at the school districts. And that's what is exciting to see, right? We want to make sure that the parents are engaged in schools. Not only when the, when their kids in, they're in kindergarten, right? In first and second grade, when you see the most engagement, but also when when their son and daughter is in 12th grade and they walk walk in with their son and daughter into the high school because they're attending a family engagement session or maybe a college night, right? Or financial Mm -hmm. aid night or whatever it is. So that's what we do with parents.
0: That's wonderful. And I think that's so, so important. And I'm glad that, again, to hear it from you, because I know that the schools have those sessions too, as well. But the fact that you are also doing it, like you say, sometimes it goes in one ear, out the other, and even for parents, but then they hear it from you and then, okay, the message sticks and now they become involved. And of course, because who doesn't want the best for their child and giving them the best opportunity. So they go get that information. I think that's something that's very important. So I applaud you for that work, Ernesto, that's wonderful. And really engaging the community and giving back in that aspect. And just one-hour session, like you said, can make a huge difference in the life of not only those parents, but the students, their child in being able to follow through scholarships and acceptance to universities. And of course, just following the career path. So I'm so thankful. I'm really excited that I had the opportunity to have you on the show today and for you to share just the wonderful work that you're doing Ernesto and just your story, how it all began. And the work that you will continue to do but you know before we wrap up and everything i still have my last three questions that i want to ask that i always ask at the end of the show but before we get to that ernesto if you want to share with our audience members how often or where can they find information about certain camps do you work solely with school districts or do you often do you offer maybe a summer camp on site on a certain area tell us a little bit more about your offerings so parents That'll be listening or even anybody who may be listening gets a little bit more information about your program. Sure. Sure.
1: So, So we've been in existence for nine years. We started in 2013 and we have conducted many camps. And I'm also proud to say that all of the camps that we have conducted, which... Probably by now, it's we're looking into probably like a thousand camps that we have done virtually and also on site, right? We did virtually when there was the pandemic, but all the camps that we have done, they have been free of charge to the parents. We have never charged for a camp to any parent. And we also, sometimes we get questions about that from parents. Hey, is this going to cost, right? If my son or daughter goes to one of your camps? And I said, no, we already established a partnership with the school district and you don't have to pay anything, right? You don't have to pay anything. You just need to commit in taking your son or your daughter to the camp. So to answer your question, doing on-site camps privately and charging the parents, not as of today. I'm not sure if in the future we're going to take that route. Um, But uh, as of today, we have not. And all the camps are free to all the parents so that they can take take your son or daughter. Now the question becomes... Can my son or daughter go if it's hosted by one of the school districts? And the answer is no, right? Because the school district is the one that is partnered up with us and it's only available to those students, right? And they pretty much control the capacity of the camp. We partnered up with them and then they sometimes they decide to open it up to the community. And we have many school districts that do that. Sometimes they open it to the whole school, right? And that's exciting because any student from that school as long as they go to that school they can go right sometimes they open it to to just the specific students for example migrant students or trio program students or gear up students so it it just depends who are we partnered with and who they want to open the camp to to which students so so that's that's pretty much the answer in a nutshell
0: Perfect. Well, if anybody's listening out there and you're here from the RGV and or you're a parent, and maybe even if you're not in the RGV, wherever it is that you're listening, because I'm sure Ernesto doesn't mind even going national with College First and bringing all the great stuff that he's doing here in the Valley and taking it elsewhere. But, you know, at least for you're in the RGV and parents, maybe go ask your counselors or go ask the principals and say, hey, do you guys offer college first? Or I heard about college first. Feel free to ask them. And maybe if they haven't yet, they can go ahead and build a partnership with Ernesto, reach out, and then just start some great things and continue to grow this amazing community. And again, bring Ernesto and his team to help out with parents and, of course, be able to give a wonderful experience to the students because that's what it's all about. So, Ernesto, thank you so much. I appreciate it. But before we go, Ernesto, I always have three questions that I love to ask every single one of my guests. So, question number one, Ernesto, and this one might be a tough one. And you can be honest and see, you know what it is that you think. But I always like to ask: in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite?
1: That is a hard one. I think it is college and career planning at an early age, right? Because if we can have every single student in this country planning for a future career, and a future college transition, right? I think they're going to pay attention to their classes. They're gonna to go to school every day excited that they have a plan in the future. And I think we're gonna have better students, right? And all the students will be at school. That's what school teachers want. The teachers want the kids in the classroom. And all the kids will be asking questions related to their future career. So if I would have that grip tonight, I would would insert that seed in the mind of all the students across the country. There you go. That's a good answer. I love it. Prepare them early,
0: get them ready early, inform them early, and that way you start planning out their path. Great answer. All right. Question number two. All right. If you could have a billboard with anything on it,
1: what would it be and why? When you ask me that question, I can picture a big billboard in a high traffic area, and the expressway. <laughs> a lot of the times, all those billboards are, are taken by lawyers, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but the lawyers this all these numbers get <laughs> into a, an accident, right? So replacing one of those billboards, maybe with a message saying, "Hey, students, think about your future. Start planning for college and career success today," right? Just to that will be. I think that will be. Awesome. Right. So the kids can read that and say, Hey, I need to do it today. I need to start planning. I like that. That was a great answer.
0: And it came out just perfect. Like I can actually see that on my drive to work and see that billboard. And yeah. Definitely. That's a great answer, Ernesto. I like it. And I'm glad it stayed recorded here that way. In case you haven't written it down yet, I can see this being a billboard that you could be putting up for sure. All right, Ernesto. And my last and final question, let's say that this was the College First podcast and you are the host, Ernesto Villarreal, and I am your guest. What would be one question you'd like to ask me?
1: One question I would like to ask you would be, Do you prepare for the ACT and SAT when you were in high school? Oh, did I
0: prepare? That is a great question. No, I did not. And I wish I would have done a lot better preparation for that because I think the scores that I would have gotten at that time would have definitely made a significant difference where I would end up going to school. So. In my experience, and again, I'm not saying that my high school experience is bad. I had great teachers or anything, but I think just that college prep component could have been a lot better, to be honest with you. So that is a great question. It could have been a lot better, maybe a little bit more organized or maybe even sooner.
1: And I don't want for you to feel bad because I did not prepare. And maybe that's a question that you can ask your colleagues, right? Hey, you really prepare not the night before or anything good preparation maybe three months three mm. to six months preparation to take the act and sat because the reality alfonso is that the majority of the kids today after so many years it's been quite a quite a few years they continue to not prepare right because it's not that they don't want to prepare is because they don't know that they have to prepare. Right. So maybe things have gotten better today, but the, there's a lot of kids still not preparing for the ACT and SAT. And when you compete with other kids around the country that are preparing, that are paying private tutors and courses to prepare for these exams. I don't think we're equal in that respect in, in terms of competition right? So that's something that we also talk about in our program, right? That's something that uh, we know that the resources exist in in school districts. They have those classes, they have those books, but we want to make sure that we stress the importance of preparation. Excellent, Ernesto.
0: Well, that's a great question, honestly, and now you even got me thinking about that because you said college prep, and this is the message that I'm taking from you is really college first allowing the students to have an experience in making the connections with what they're doing in the classroom to what they would potentially love to do as a career and getting that access, the mentorship component where they make the connection with the, the college first people, the mentors there, the students themselves, and making those connections with the high school students and sharing their experiences, but also that connection with parents and allowing them, giving them those college information sessions and even just telling them like how important it is just for that college prep for 3 months of ACT what a difference it can make and an opportunity that can come about for their child. So thank you so much, Ernesto, for being here tonight and in just really enlightening us with the work that you're doing. And for me, it was just a really a big pleasure because I've known of your work. I've seen your work. I've seen what you've done. But to actually be able to speak to you and have you share out and learn more about what you're doing is really exciting for me because you're doing something special and something great that's making an impact here in our area in the RGV and obviously we want to make sure we see our area where we come from where we're heavily vested in to continue to grow so thank you so much Ernesto for your service and please let our audience members know also where can they get more information about College First.
1: Right. So I think the best way to, to get more information is in our website, which is www.collegefirst.org. And the College First is college, the number one, the letter, the letter, S, the letter S and Sam, T S and Tom.org. And we hope to inspire people maybe in other parts of the country or in other parts of the world to maybe create their own programs to be able to address the needs of their students and parents in their communities. Right. So. So again, thank you so much for the invitation and congratulations on your podcast and all the guests that you've been having from different parts of the country and the world, right? So so I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be part of your podcast. And again, thank you for the invitation
0: oh, to, to you, do Ernesto.
1: this with you. Thank you. Thank you, Ernesto. I appreciate
0: you all. And thank you all also to all our audience members who joined us live. I know I had Luis Bocanegra here also who joined us live with a comment. But those of you that are watching us live, thank you so much, as always, for making my EdTech life what it is today. Those that will be catching this on the replay or listening to the audio later on when I upload the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support from the bottom of my heart. We do what we do because we want to give you the best. And our mission and our vision and our passion is to connect educators, education professionals, creators, one show at a time. And as you can see here, it's all about making those connections and the impact that those connections make in our local communities and even national or even global communities. So thank you always for your support. Make sure you go to our website, myedtech.live. Check out this episode and all our previous amazing episodes as well please make sure also you drop us a review let us know how we're doing drop us a comment we're always looking to improve if maybe you have some guest ideas or suggestions please make sure you let us know we'd love to connect with more amazing educators and creators and also please make sure you stop by our store if you want to go ahead and support and contribute to our mission and vision of connecting educators stop by our store where you can get some merch we've got some nice caps we've got some shirts we've got some stickers it's just a way to contribute to the mission and we're definitely thankful for that and as always my friends until next time don't forget stay techie.